On March 22, 1984, six teachers at the McMartin Daycare Center, run by the Bucky family in Manhattan Beach, California, were charged with 115 counts of child abuse perpetrated against 48 children. These children accused their teachers of involving them in a series of strange and often outlandish rituals. Judy Johnson, the mother who had levied the first accusations, claimed that her son had been abused by teacher Raymond Bucky, who had sodomized her son while wearing a mask and holding his head in the toilet. Key McFarlane, on the staff at Children's Institute International, began interviewing the daycare center's children on November the 1st. The children denied any abuse, that is, until McFarlane began her questioning. Once McFarlane managed to get them talking, they told her incredible stories. They watched as their abusers beat horses to death with bats and machetes. They were molested in car washes and grocery stores and in secret tunnels under their school. They dug up bodies in cemeteries using pickaxes larger than they were. They jumped out of planes over Palos Verdes. They watched their teachers fly through the air like witches. That's too okay. much now. That's... <laughs> I'm not done. And... Okay. Continue, please. When shown a series of photographs, one child claimed that actor and roundhouse kick virtuoso Chuck Norris, a.k.a. Walker, Texas Ranger, a favorite television program of my father's, and mine as a child, was among the children's abusers. That's more believable than witches. Chuck Norris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended as a he's, witch. He's America's <laughs> ranger. He's Not America's roundhouse races. kicker. Oh, yeah. My dad fought him. Chuck Norris? Yeah. Badass. Really? Yeah. We have pictures. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's, he's no molester. Next to the American flag. He's no, Chuck Norris is no mo- Hot take. <laughs> Chuck Norris is no molester. For her part... <laughs> Damn. Judy Ch- <laughs> This is my childhood here. <laughs> In the eyes of a ranger. The the unsuspected stranger. For her part. Better know the truth. I could go on. <laughs> Wrong or right. Okay. I never knew you were this. The guy. eyes of the ranger are upon you. Oh my god. I sense <laughs> one of the saddest moments in nineties te- television. <laughs> when Chuck Norris attended a funeral on Walker, Texas Ranger and uttered the line as it began to rain. Tears from heaven, Trevette. Tears from heaven. <laughs> I think I'm going to start crying. America wept. America wept. He is not a molester is the point I'm trying to make. America wept. For her... <laughs> 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 it was that the old guy. The old guy with the mustache and the white hair. You guys, really you, you guys ever watched this show? Yeah, they know. Oh, my, he knows. My 30-something listeners are aware. And also Hunter. For her part, (laughs) Judy Johnson's own accusations followed a similar trajectory. So getting back to the mother of the young man uh, with whom these accusations began. For her part, uh, Judy Johnson's own accusations followed a similar trajectory to the children. Uh, So Judy was the, the mother again of the first boy who started these accusations. They grew more and more extreme as time passed. She said that Bucky made her son ride naked on a horse and molested him dressed as a cop, a fireman, a clown, and Santa Claus. No, 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 no. No, no, no. (laughs) Not at the same time. Oh. Separately. That's got to be cultural appropriation somehow, right? 
Of Santa Claus? No, it's... Uh, I would be offended if I was Santa. I, what culture is Santa other than America? A human, a man. He's a man of the North Pole. He's just a man. It's offensive to North Poleans. He's just a man. He doesn't deserve to be involved in this. Neither does Chuck Norris is the point I'm trying to make. Noticing that her family dog had some hair missing, she wondered aloud to the cops whether the dog may have been sodomized by the satanic daycare providers. Oh my god. Somehow, they got into her house and sodomized her dog. I know, I know. (laughs) That's that's a weird accusation. Is it? Well... So there's multiple children making these accusations. 48. And did they all have, like, did, like, multiple people say, like, oh, that I was dressed up as Santa Claus and this happened? Like, why no, are they No, this is so... just coming from Judy Johnson, the so, mother of the boy. She so, thought they were breaking into her house as Santa Claus and sodomizing her dog. The children didn't say that. But the children, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll help you understand this, okay. Shannon. Just, I'll, I'll, we'll follow this through and see where it goes. So... Uh, Judy claimed that they jabbed her son with scissors, that uh, they jammed his fingers into a goat's anus, and that Peggy Bucky, Raymond's mother, had killed a baby and made him drink the blood. Right. Oh. Mrs. Johnson, uh, at the time, creating all these these claims, was in the midst of a divorce and anxious Mm. to get her son into the popular McMartin Center after taking a job selling lamps. She took the job selling lamps. She's like, I gotta get my kid into daycare. She's like, the McMartin Center is so the place he's gotta go. Yeah. yeah. She ignored the wait list and simply dropped him on the front doorstep one day, figuring they would have to look after him. Oh. The owner, Peggy, in a fateful decision, took pity on Mrs. Johnson and formally admitted the boy later that year. And then in 1985, after her divorce was final, she was involuntarily committed by the police and diagnosed with acute schizophrenia. Two years later, Judy Johnson would be dead at the age of 44 of complications from alcoholism. But Johnson was not solely responsible for the prosecution of the McMartin teachers. Key McFarlane, the social worker, filed, along with her co-workers, suspicions that 369 children had been molested. So that bumps up the number there, Shannon, from 48. Her interrogations, however, were less than ideal. Asking a boy about the game Naked Movie Star, which she believed was code for the creation of child pornography, she had the following exchange with the child, who was holding an alligator puppet as a tool to try and elicit repressed memories. Very popular technique in the 90s. We borrowed the following exchange, recorded in court documents from Mary Fisher's article, McMartin, a case of dominoes? Question mark? Gotta get that question mark in there. Well, I didn't really hear Naked Movie Star a whole lot. I just heard someone yell it from out in the... Maybe, Mr. Alligator, you peeked in the window one day and saw them playing it, and maybe you could remember and help us. Well, no, I haven't seen anyone playing Naked Movie Star. I've only heard the song. What good are you? You must be dumb. In fact, Naked Movie Star was a rhyme, not a game, that the children used to taunt each other. What you say is what you are, you're a naked movie star. What What you you say say is what you are, you're a naked movie star. What you say is what you are, you're a naked movie star. After seven years, the longest trial in American history ended after nine weeks of jury deliberation, with Peggy acquitted on all counts. (laughs) Wow. Right? Yeah. Ray was retried twice with hung juries both times before the prosecution dropped all charges against him. 
Do you see, Shannon, where we're going with this? Yes. The McMartin trial was a product of a unique period in American history. The era of the satanic panic, which lasted from 1980 through the 90s. Ba -da -da. In a time before <laughs> social media... Just moving through. It's a <clears throat> panic. Let's just see if that happens again. The era of the satanic panic, which lasted ba -da -da. from... Was that too Happened late? early that time. <laughs> from 1980 through the 90s. Ba -da -da. Yeah, it's lost its satanic thrill. Satanic panic! It's lost its appeal for me. Oh, okay. Ba -da 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 -da. Now, it's getting it back. I like it now. Yeah. I like it again. Back me up. Nope. Okay. In a, time, <laughs> in a time before social media, the panic was spread by word of mouth, from parent to parent, local news programs, and nationally syndicated talk shows like Geraldo and Sally Jesse Raphael. Damn, Sally. Remember Jessie. her with the glasses? You guys remember? No. Any of you remember? Rob, do you Who's know that? what we were watching in the 90s? Not, Not that. <laughs> I don't. Barney. I think I was watching Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, that's better than Barney. On these programs, survivors of ritual abuse described giving birth to children who were promptly sacrificed, the murder of homeless indigents, and visits from Satan himself. Lucky. But were these claims true, or were they, like the stories told by Johnson and the children of McMartins, a fantasy invented by the mental health professionals who were supposed to be seeking justice? This is the first of a two-episode series on Satanism, Ba da da, Satanism. Ba da 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 da. To close out our season on black magic. No. no Why do you let that? me do? That? <laughs> it's she's doing like a little dance move in her arm. It's not really, like you're. Like, it's, I, is I, this I a cry a for help? It. Is that what you're saying? You want us to hold you back? No, it's all I have. I know you gotta. <laughs> let, we're letting we're letting your freak flag fly here. Thanks. Today we're talking about how Satanism came to occupy such a powerful cultural presence in the Western world that these daycare rumors could ever be conjured, let alone believed. Uh, which is a mystery, right, Shannon? At first you were thinking, 48 kids, this must be real. But now, nope, all made up. But we bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Some people still buy it. <laughs> Satanism was in its infancy both a legend and a religion. Weird. In the world of folklore research, legends are defined as stories we believe to be true, in contrast to a myth which represents a spiritual truth or a folktale which nobody believes is true but is fun to tell. Sort of like Paul Bunyan or Babe and his blue ox. Oh, hell yeah. Babe is the blue ox. But Johnny Appleseed was real. Sure. He was. In the 1980s and 90s, <laughs> Americans, Mexicans, Canadians, Brits, and other Western Europeans came to believe that there was a vast satanic conspiracy on the loose, threatening to devour children and teenagers through conversion, in the case of teenagers, and ritual sacrifice for those children's. Today, we're going to figure out why. It's about damn time. Right. What episode is this? <laughs> Oh, 25 or so somewhere Probably. in there oh that's, that's it's a long this. time to wait <laughs> yeah. to figure this out i've been waiting for 24 years <laughs> our audience members have been on the edge of their seats since the first episode my name is rob c thompson i am doctor of the occult and supreme hierophant of our secret order of alchemical actors to my right we have olivia literal it's me and i'm feeling especially singy today 
We can tell. She is the Grand Master <laughs> of our Order. To my left, we have our Knight of the Dangling Serpent, Jacob Wheatley. I'm back. <laughs> and he's dangling more than ever. Uh, let's not go there. Let's not get into that again. <laughs> oh, oh, We've already no. done more than enough of that. Yeah, I, I guess I've invited out. this. You really you, did. You're the one who named me this. Mm, Remember that. I'm having second thoughts. And oh, I'm not. our Instaquisitor <laughs> is here for the long haul today, Shannon Landers. Hi. That's cute. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm a little jealous of your, you're like Dr. Colt. That's, you sound like an evil villain. He shortened it mm. down this time, though. Yeah. yeah, usually I say more about myself. Well, can that be a fan art idea? Rob as Dr. Colt, like with a cape. And, like, How did the last fan art request go? Oh, we didn't get any. <laughs> so let's, no not, like, so let's keep sending them. <laughs> they just need new ideas, okay? Yeah. We, the members of the secret order of alchemical actors, do solemnly commit ourselves to a full and honest telling of the history of the occult as far as we know it. To the business meeting. Business. A couple of notes here today. Uh, so, uh, increasingly, I'm thinking of the business meeting as the time when we respond to our listeners, folks who have joined us on Patreon or had reviews for us on yeah. any of our platforms. So far, only iTunes are we getting reviews. I don't think people really review much on the others, but, no. you know, swim against the tide. R oh. write, write that Stitcher or Google Play. You can't review on Google Play. Comment on our Instagram post. Comment on an Instagram yeah. post. Write five stars on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'll love it. Talk to us. Uh, so, yes, we have been uh, racking up some stars, but uh, we haven't had anybody write to us recently on the iTunes. We would love to hear from you all. Brian, with a Y, has joined us on Patreon. Brian was a cool. Yeah, he's Ooh. a cool guy. We cool and he uh, he also uh, gave us a nice message of encouragement to keep on keeping on. He's he's enjoying the podcast, so we appreciate that. Uh, and now Olivia. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because I kept Dr. this a Occult. secret from you. That's my evil cool. Doctor Occult laugh. I had gonna, uh, a message through the website uh, from a, a, a listener of ours named Mateo. Oh, no. Is he coming for my brand? He's coming for you a little bit, yeah. So Matteo had uh, an interesting question for me that I, I failed to bring up during our Aleister Crowley series, but I feel like in Satanism, uh, it's, it's appropriate. It's relevant. Yeah, it's relevant. Yeah. We can, it comes up again in many ways. I think you're going to be saying much the same things. So this was Matteo's challenge, uh, I think particularly for you. Oh, here we go, Matteo. He says... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mateo. <laughs> he says now, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, a very articulate message Mateo sent us. He said, Alistair Crowley sounds like a sociopath. Why do you admire him so much? Did he say that specifically at me? No, he was, he was sort of asking all of us, and, and I clarified that I, I had not him. expressed any personal admiration for Crowley, but rather discussed him as a morally troubling figure. Hmm. However, <laughs> uh, you, my dear... Because isn't there something to be learned from even a sociopath? I think that is true, yeah. I feel like, I, I'm not, let me clarify. <laughs> set, set the record straight here. here. I am in love with Crowley, don't get me wrong, but I would like to think I'm more so in love with the idea of Crowley <laughs> and this idea of him as this, uh, he's a symbol, like he's a symbol for the occult. He's a symbol for like some sort of occult beginnings, especially in the, like, the type of faiths that I am into. Okay, but so, when it comes to leaving bodies frozen on the yeah, side of mountains. No, 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 no. I'm okay. not actually in support right. of that. There, there you go, Mateo. And not, thank you for yeah. your thoughtful message. 
we can still so be friends. <laughs> yeah, he was he's just concerned for your your sanity. Yeah, he should be probably. But <laughs> I appreciate aside. your concern, Mateo. Yeah, and now Olivia, we had a message uh, on our our, uh, our little group chat. So many secrets from me. No, no, this is from oh. you. Oh, okay. Uh, did, oh, did you shit. not? Uh, <laughs> now that we've attacked you, did you not hear yeah. from one of our listeners on your own Instagram page? Because Shannon has no Instagram oh, action. No, but you might be able my, to pull um, this Shannon's in. My Twitter, right? Shannon's not getting no. any Instagram action, but you're. Oh, you're getting Twitter, Twitter action. Yeah. yeah what what, what went out there? Fans, uh, was on my personal Twitter. Yeah. So you can find me. That's fine. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Don't, I was about to say, don't say don't that. Don't find me. Do you know the Twitter ending. handle? Can we give him a shout out? Him my Twitter handle? No, the Twitter handle for. Because uh... <laughs> my Twitter handle's inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> well, this is this is a podcast for it. children. Yes, I've made that clear with the opening. Well, you could find me personally oh. at Satan. Oh, no. No, it's, it's, it's not for children. Oh. But Satan, what is it? Satanic Bitch 69 is yeah, my right. Twitter. That's very, <laughs> right. You wanna, very you coy. Serious? If you want to tweet. Yeah, yes. I think I don't have a Twitter, Satanic so I Witch that. was taken. Um, it's the subtlety so of that that I love. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see it. You see my my name. So which is implied. Short, sweet, and to the point. Oh, so what, yeah. what, did, what did our listener have to say to you? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Sam. Um, <laughs> sorry, being handed things. Uh, so I had a girl when I was waiting tables one night tell me, a six-year-old tell me she liked my voice, and I'm very insecure about my voice and all of its pitches. Um, so I felt very validated, and one of our followers, um, well, I'm not sure what his Twitter name exactly is, Orlando Playable Waluigi something. You Yes. Um, Orlando P. Waluigi. Yep. He replied saying, as an OC listener, can confirm you've got a good voice. Oh, And was I wanted to low-key cry a little bit. So okay. thanks for that. Send me all the good messages. That's enough business for today. You guys oh. have anything else to add? I feel mm, like you nope. really, you hit me hard, but then you like I let you off easy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't sweet. like you keeping That's things wholesome. from me, though. Business adjourned. <laughs> I, want, I want, like... <laughs> There's a like gong. Little, like, There's a there? gong sound. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't listen to the podcast, do you? My boyfriend doesn't either. I think you should insert the law and order. Neither does my wife. My wife does not listen to the podcast. At Katie. It doesn't matter. They're not listening. They aren't hearing this. No, they won't. Yeah, you're right. In addition to our primary sources today, we'll be drawing on research by Robert Bromley, Christopher Partridge, and Jeffrey S. Victor. It's worth noting now. <laughs> which is something we should have been saying uh, all along, that we're more or less in the present day. So we're, we're talking about present day things. All of the voices on Occult Confessions are done by actors. We never say that. I guess you can assume it when we're talking about a medieval knight, but <laughs> like today... I never really so right, it's, about... pos- it's impossible that we could be like getting clips. We don't get clips. We, uh, we do get actual primary sources, so all of the voices, in- unless it's sort of obvious that we've made stuff up for humor or po- purposes, uh, poipuses, uh, all of our voices are... Uh, <laughs> like the, we just heard the, the clip uh, of McFarlane and the boy. That's, that really is from the primary source documents. We got it from an article, though, and then our occult alchemical actors perform it. Alchemical actors, though. Well, yeah, I think it's understood, but it's worth saying. No, we it's worth should putting it out we there. We should probably say that every for legal episode, purposes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Copyright. Well, so it is the words of these people, but we are performing them ourselves. 
that kind of felt businessy. Yeah, we ended the business meeting too early. <laughs> the business meeting is for our listeners to talk to us and for us to respond. But I want them to know that not their for, pleasure, not just business. Not for legalese. You know? That sounded kind of weird, but... <laughs> if <Cut> we... <laughs> you know that whenever you say that, I keep it, right? Rob, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> If we believe the reports of child victims, like those at McMartin's... Oh, we're turning to child victims now. Let's all be oh, serious, please. Okay. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. If we believe the reports of child victims, like those at McMartin's, as well as satanic cult survivors, tens of thousands of children were sacrificed through the 1980s and into the 1990s. These included missing children taken off the street, children being bred by the cult to be sacrificed, Young teenage girls uh, recalled being groomed, often at daycare centers like McMartin's, and then in early puberty, brainwashed into serving as breeding machines. They turned out babies for these cults to sacrifice. According to the satanic cult legend, the life force of these children, conveyed in part through their blood, passed from their bodies to the bodies of cult members through the ritual sacrifice. In addition to killing, bodies were also sometimes consumed. All right, now. got it all in there. I'm not saying this is true, but this is the story. Tens of thousands. That's a lot. (laughs) There's a patient zero for these child and teenage victims, and this is a woman by the name of Michelle Smith. She was from Victoria, British Columbia. In the book she co-authored with her therapist, Lawrence Pazder, she claimed that she had been introduced into a satanic cult in 1955 when she was just five years old. Do you know the story? No, but I feel like you shouldn't be writing a book with your therapist. Oh, no, no. Not just therapist. Husband. She said that her mother, Virginia, who had died in 1963, long before the book came out in 1980, and long after she could dispute any of her daughter's claims, was a practicing Satanist who forced her daughter into the cult. Michelle went to Dr. Pazder in 1976 after her third miscarriage when she had a dream of spiders spilling out of a scratch in her arm. Terrifying. Working with Prasder, she recovered lost memories of being poisoned, placed in a cage covered in snakes, and seeing kittens slaughtered. No? You, if you're... They could be just planting that in your head. Your therapist? Are you kidding me? False memory is a pretty common phenomenon, yes. That's... And it's a, it begins really in the, in the 90s. But I, it, it, this is an old... This is an uh, early form of false memory. By the 90s, we were doing it all the time. Yeah. Everyone was molested. Uh, Satan appeared... They weren't. Everyone was not molested. Hot take. You heard it here. Satan appeared to her... Satan appeared to her, Michelle, Michelle. through the flames of a ritual fire, and the cult attached horns to her skull and a tail to her backside to make her look more like one of his minions. I want to find that plastic surgeon. And I think it might have just been like a... Oh, I was about to say, you can actually get that done. You can have... Oh, no, 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 I don't want those freaky... I feel like it's just like a, like I a want little costume out. piece. Yeah. Well, there's some that actually come out. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah. I got some research to do. I can what would you, you use for detail, though? <laughs> a real one? If From they what take animal? people's old arms and can put them on a new body and reuse them, can't they do it with a tail? What, what, but which tail yeah, would you what, use? What animal are we talking about? Mm. A cow tail. Cow tail? Donkey tail? Donkey tail. Why does it have to be an ungulat? I kind of want it to be like, I want it to like move a little bit. Oh, have a monkey tail? Monkey tail. Monkey tail. That'd be more in the family. Say on, say on. What's Dragon Ball? Anyway, let's do this podcast. Nerd stuff. 
<laughs> Michelle's like, what? A third stuff like section on the podcast. I'm sorry, I just like have our business when we talk about Instagram, then we talk about nerd stuff. Get all the nerd stuff out. section where we're apologizing for the offensive things we say. I didn't think it was going to be drawn out that long. I'm sorry. Apologies have to come at the end, though. Oh, yeah. The next episode. Next episode. This is our apology episode. Michelle's father disputed most of her claims. He said his wife had taken Michelle and their other daughter to church regularly, where all of them had been confirmed. Oh, okay then. <laughs> he still got the Satan tale? <laughs> and as for no the poisoning. <laughs> she was treated for poisoning, but it had nothing to do with devil worship. Once she drank terps and paint mixture while I was cleaning my brushes, another time she ate shoe polish. What's terps? As a turpentine. It's your... Oh. He's Canadian. So I guess that's, that's what the Canadian that's Canadian slang there. You can use I that. I want to hear one of our Canadian uh, fans say it though. What? How do you say it? Terps. Yeah, but I want to hear it terps. in Canadian Terp. accent. For turpentine. Mm. I don't think We're this hip. is a very useful piece of slang. I don't think you talk about turpentine very often. You gotta get I'm creative start with it. Now okay. That I know. Bring up turpentine in casual conversation. Yeah, I'll bring it up in like two minutes during. The yeah, I want to be <laughs> hip with the Canadians. Yeah. I can imagine if you drank shoe polish a lot, you might start thinking that uh, you were a part of some ritual. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I think this, this is starting to all link up for us. Yeah. If you smell it enough, you're probably going to start seeing Satan everywhere. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to stop that. Yeah. Pastor coined the phrase ritual abuse and went on to become a leading expert on cases of satanic conspiracy, testifying in a variety of court cases, but most famously in the McMartin case. Ooh, linking it all together. But Pastor's relationship with Michelle was not strictly professional. As I alluded to. Uh-oh. See, that's where they get you. And this, along with so many other details of her story, throws doubt on her recovered memories. From 1977 to 1979, while married to his first wife, Marilyn, and seeing uh, Michelle as a patient, Dr. Pazder would disappear with Michelle for long stretches of time. Then in 1979, he divorced his wife and married his former patient, Michelle Smith. Mm. Hmm. Not an especially professional move. Yeah. No, it's not a good, uh... The cover-up of these various cases of abuse and murder amounts to a far-reaching conspiracy, and they are not easily exposed or prosecuted because the child victims are less likely to be believed, or are frightened into keeping the secret. So goes the story. Or the reports are suppressed by law enforcement officials who are also members of the cult. But, as Bromley points out, Satanists are quintessentially evil. <laughs> They kill in cold blood, not out of any passion or commitment. They desecrate graves. They greedily seek to enhance their own lives by literally consuming the lives of others. They violate children, the most innocent members of our society, with every conceivable form of depravity. And they forcibly breed rather than lovingly sex their women. Women deserve to be lovingly sexed, Olivia. Yes, they do. It's so funny. Yes, Jacob. It's... Even Jacob believes that women believe d- deserve to be lovingly it's sexed. Not, it's the opposite. That. They convert teenagers, tempting <gasps> them to sacrifice oh. themselves or others in the name of self empowerment. Not, not the teenagers. Yeah, not the youth. <laughs> not the youth. youth. Oh, ooh, so you know how they have those commercials about like stopping teenagers from smoking cigarettes? It's yeah. like don't smoke. They should have commercials about <laughs> joining satanic 
cult. Yeah, don't stop no, your if Satanism. If you want to really protect the youth, stop breeding for Satan. Because, yes. Sex your women lovingly. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, it's Please. We can make a PowerPoint. Yes. Need the commercials <laughs> broadcasted on the high school announcements. <laughs> <laughs> your principal starts speaking. Stop your Satanism. We need a kids. mascot. <laughs> okay, we can do this. Brought to you by Occult Confessions. Yes, we'll yes. go into the schools. We'll get this message just out. Be Satan? Yes, a big like a <laughs> rag contradicting. I want to cover each of these points. One by one, though. Stop killing in cold blood. Stop desecrating r graves. Yeah. And sex your women lovingly. Yes. Specific. Well, exclusively. I don't think you can ask teenagers to have sex lovingly. <laughs> well, they should at least try. We should. No, teach they them. should. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's why we don't need these commercials. Okay. We might have a lot of teenagers listening, Olivia. I have faith in your ability to sex each other lovingly. Listen. No, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and by you, I mean everyone over the age of eighteen. Stay protected. And from Satan. Speaking of teenagers and their protected damn dicking around. Hey, yo, what are you kids doing down in that basement? Stop all that dicking around and get your maths done. Hey, listen to your mother. Aww. <laughs> Sounded just like her. Did <laughs> it sound just like your Aww. mother then? Oh. That brought me back to my childhood, honestly. <laughs> I could. Yeah. All that dicking around. It's true that teenagers had actually started to perform strange rituals in dark cemeteries. Don't they still well, do that though? What and else deep are they in the woods. Do? Yeah, you gotta pass the time, especially out here on Maryland's eastern shore. I'd have no good memories around here. Well, yeah, you know. That's what uh, a group of us used at the church that I used to go to when I was a youngin. We would go to the cemetery across the street yeah. and start doing our rituals. Your dark were, rituals? Yeah, while yeah. they were doing Jesus. Naked. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't doing these rituals on behalf of a vast, secretive, child-sacrificing adult conspiracy. This is the myth. They were actually doing them as part of what are called legend trips. What's a legend trip? You guys are a little choreographed today. Did you prepare this We had stuff? like four takes. <laughs> oh. Don't tell the listeners. Don't call us out like that. I like being honest with our listeners, okay? You only had two takes. You're still lying. Yeah. <laughs> Legend trips are a cross between folklore and a game of truth or dare. Oh, like Bloody Mary? Yeah. Oh. But the truth option's taken off the menu. It's all dare. Oh. It's become so... part of our culture to seek out, because truth, you could just be like, have you ever kissed right. a boy? So it's yes. still like Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh, were we not playing? We weren't really playing, Jacob. Sorry, sorry. sorry. But now Bloody Mary is a dare, right? I dare you yeah. to, to Bloody Mary your mirrors. Yeah, that's definitely a dare. Yeah. So I dare you to drink dare. a Bloody Mary. Well, <laughs> after 10 a.m. Have you ever done oh, Bloody I do Mary? That oh. It's become part of our culture to seek out haunted places and try and spend the night there. I did that one stiff as a board, flat as a ghost, um, whatever that is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How's that go? Light as a feather, stiff as a board, flat as a oh. pancake. Oh, oh I don't know. Flat it's flat an jack. actual, that's an actual, uh, like, a... phrase from Wicca. Yeah. People I... Stiff as a board, really? light as a feather, it's something just... and something. What's the last one? I don't remember. Yeah. I, see, I don't, I don't mess with that stuff. Like, I want it to be. Dangly as a serpent. I avoided all <laughs> spooky things growing up. You never <gasps> did, like, Bloody Mary, even? I was terrified. I remember, like, one of my, like, high school boyfriends, like, he, like, I, like, Locked me in the bathroom. He said, like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody yeah. Mary. Like, locked me in there. I was like, no. Oh, he can't say it, though. Then it won't work. You oh. gotta do it. So he, how did that, that work? So he did it in the bathroom, ran out, and then shoved you into it? No, no, yeah. He, oh. <laughs> yeah, that is doesn't there, work. <laughs> is there, like, a cooldown period in between, like, No, she probably came out of the and mirror and was confused. She's, she's like, like, where'd they go? Where, the, where like, is everyone? These silly dudes. They get me every time. I don't know. 
Uh, I, I like the thought that it's Mary Tudor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's, do uh, I so much. It's the sister of Elizabeth I to emerges from the mirror looking for Protestants. <laughs> or it's just a random murder. They just find someone named Mary and like it's a new person. Art thou child. Protestant? She just Shannon's like, I don't know. I don't know. What was the last time you went to church? I was like, oh no, this is scary. He's like, all right. You're okay then. Is there a copy of the Bible in Where art thou, Bible? In a one mile radius from you. It's a wide radius. This is wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's become part of our culture to seek out haunted places and try and spend the night there. We've made television shows, movies, and podcasts about it. <gasps> and that brings us to today's brief history. Let's bring Ray over to the circle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. All right. So, a brief history of legend trips. Legend tripping was not new in the 1980s. Adolescents had been seeking out experiences with the paranormal to show off their courage, offend their parents, yes. and maybe even have some sexy times for generations. Yeah, you get Ooh. together with, oh, your, all three. with your special Ooh. friend. All three? Yeah. After, really? Right, when the church is going on, you bring your special friend to the cemetery, and it's spooky and scary, yeah. and apparently you're naked, Olivia. Well, were you really a teenager if you didn't have sex in a graveyard? I'm saying that, <laughs> and I realized how bad that sounded. <laughs> Wait, is this like exclusively like a teenager thing? Because or is this, this a, no, no, like, no, 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 no. Like or is this a, a new thing about having sex in a graveyard? Well, now I'm starting to second mm. guess myself. I didn't do the but... naked thing until I was a teenager, though, if that makes it better. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's impractical. I feel like you'd be pretty cold. Oh, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's for the aesthetic. I do oh, it to feel for Instagram? alive. You guys are from, like, a rural area. We just parked on the side of the road in Jersey. No, no, no. This was for fun. That's the point. You had sex in a cemetery road, for fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Because, because the dead people fun. can't do it? You're just you're well, rubbing it in their the face? Because the cornfields aren't as fun to go do these things. Oh, it's the cornfield sounds like a painful place to do this. Well, it was. Well, That's why we moved to the cemetery. Yeah. yeah. The cemetery's more clear. Carry on, Ray. But its presence in popular media came into focus starting in the 1980s and culminating with the Blair Witch Project, the story of some teenagers who go out into the woods to encounter the titular witch in 1999. Yeah, see, that now that's in me in state. high school. I'm, we're Blair Witch sure. people. What? You're, you're a Blair Witch person, You're the Blair Witch? My mom's I'm the Blair Witch, <laughs> and it happened here in Maryland. I think just because it makes you motion sick. That makes sense, because yeah. you live here. What was the first, like, yeah, you're the Blair Witch? It was the beginning Style. of a whole, yeah, yeah. genre of... Documentary, whatever. What do you call that? What's that uh, called? Is there a name for that? Documentary. Yeah. Yes, found footage. Yeah, found footage. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Spooky Television shows like Ghost Hunters have made legend tripping into a professional pursuit. It's impossible to cover all the legends that have ever led to trips. There are hundreds, if not thousands, in the U.S. alone. But we'll highlight a couple that show how morbid curiosity about Satan has driven teenagers into cemeteries and dark corners of the woods on the evilest of nights. Yeah, because it's hell because yeah. it's sexy fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just you don't know mood. who's gonna come I'm into gonna... the cemetery and think you're robbing graves and trying to kick you out. And then they're like, Oh, you're having sexy times. I apologize. Oh no, no, you gotta run. <laughs> you get caught, you that. run. I would immediately think that you're having sex. I don't think I would ever assume that you're robbing graves. Well when a guy comes up, like it doesn't matter. You gotta run. You see the flashlight, you run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pull your pants Whether, up and go. No, you just <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you you gotta leave that behind. <laughs> no, you wear a dress if you're a lady, and you get up and you ride. That's why we stayed in the you car in Jersey. Just put down the pedal. Oh, turn no, the key, right. put the pedal down. <laughs> That's what I... Yeah. Uh, tell yeah, us so our first legend-tripping story, please, Ray. All right. 
The Stull Cemetery outside of Lawrence, Kansas became a destination after a local school newspaper published a report that it was the location of one of seven gateways to hell and the <laughs> devil appeared there every Halloween and on the spring equinox. It's weird that he saves the time to visit that one place yeah. for yeah. Halloween. Right, yeah, the other also... six are not not cool. <laughs> Just the I love that it's cool. also the spring equinox. Like, yeah. that seems like a random time for Satan to come Actually, and show it, up. well... It makes sense and it doesn't make sense, but... He goes to the Mall of America on Christmas. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> like Santa. <laughs> He's Santa. Santa. He probably Think about the letters. <gasps> Think about the letters. Oh, oh my Satan. Gosh. Are they brothers? <laughs> <laughs> the, no! The original Abel and Cain. <laughs> oh, wait, who I, killed who? Who was Abel? <laughs> Alright, we gotta get through this, right? Or we're gonna be here all day doing these legend trips. <laughs> okay. One version of the legend not featured in the paper said that his infant son was buried there. Yeah, Satan had a son, apparently. Oh, hell no. Well, God got one. So yeah. why can't he? Satan doesn't want one. The Antichrist. An article pu published in 2004 claimed that the devil had never appeared at the cemetery, but strange sounds, werewolves, and mysterious fires had surfaced. Also cool. Yeah. Werewolves are pretty cool. The legend has since grown to include that the Pope redirected his plane in 1995 to avoid flying over Stull, and Robert Smith and The Cure refused to play in Kansas because of the Stull Cemetery. Robert Smith knows what's what of the, <laughs> the other cure. world. Yeah. <laughs> the Cure. The Cure is on top of things paranormal. Yeah, no spooky business. Yeah. Cure. Yeah, they're not, they're not messing around with Satan. Mm -mm. 500 people showed the first year after the article was published, but the devil never came. Right. Nor Darn. did the cure. He never did. <laughs> right. Frustrated teenagers failing to see the devil started vandalizing the cemetery, which led to rumors of satanic desecrations. Well, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, that was mean. Mm -mm. Next one. In Catham County? Chatham County. Chatham County? I would imagine. Okay. In Chatham County, North Carolina, sits a barren patch of land where nothing will grow. Oh, I know this one. It's known as the Devil's Tramping Ground. He um, goes there on Easter. He tramps around. He just around. does a little tap just dance. Just in a square. <laughs> he does jazz squares just in this one area. He's got all his holidays. Fourth of July, he's in Canada. There's a lot of vacations. He's in Canada. He stays away from America. Yeah, he steers clear. He doesn't want to hit with a firework. Canada's popular. Dangerous. The legend goes that the devil emerges walking in circles on that particular patch of earth, unleashing all kinds of evils on the world. His tramping kills any plants that might otherwise grow there. Another legend about the same spot tells of a battle between rival tribes of American Indians that the blood of the dead made the spot uninhabitable for any life forms. Yeah, because of the bitterness. That's kind of mm -hmm. more metal, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that is really metal. <laughs> Bree? <laughs> Bree's here. <laughs> What is that faint wow. metal sound? Oh my gosh. In the distance. I hear her. Hello? Her spirit's with us. Can you hear us? She's astrally projected the metal sound. Wow. Truly magical. <laughs> More recently, the explanation has turned to a UFO which radiated the soil, rendering it barren. Any object left on the spot mysteriously disappeared, and to sleep on the spot would drive a person insane. Drawn by these stories, teenagers have frequently used the spot to party. This, like the cemetery vandalism, could easily be interpreted as secret gatherings in the woods at a satanic site to conduct dark rites. And that's A Brief History of Legend Trips. Very nice. Ooh. Oh, nice. Had you guys ever gone on any trips? Any, any legend tripping? 
Mm. I used to go ghost hunting with friends all the time, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's something a lot of people do. Where you been? Here. You just like it doesn't. Even... Here's the thing: when you're like really young, it's just like you walking Ooh. around the woods at night and going to abandoned houses and thinking. Yeah. There's How young are there. we talking? Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Straight out the womb. Put some diapers in the bag and was out. <laughs> I don't know if my baby is currently wandering the woods looking for oh, spirits. She definitely. Of course, right. it's, your, it's your child, bro. Right, not crawling yet. She's wheeled herself out there. <laughs> yeah, she's got me on army speed crawling dial in through case she the woods. Yeah. Well, like she's few, using her stroller as a wheelchair. Yeah. There's a few places that um, like a group bridge. of yeah suicide, suicide bridge, bridge we would go big. to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. There's the hole in the wall. So which, all suicide related places. Mm-hmm. That's a lot Places of suicide. where people would have jumped off of bridges. The hanging tree. Is that a lynching or is that a... It was, yeah, a yeah. lynching. A lynching yeah. site, yeah. Because, um, well, they, it's just one of those things that if you're there and you do whatever it is that they will You, like, appear. drive up to the tree or something and you... I don't remember. I think you have to... Drive under. Well, that's there's the like thing. so many legends and there's, <laughs> that you like, hear. And there's different ways that people say to do them yeah. too. So, like Suicide Bridge has a bunch of things. I've heard that you have to actually like go on the bridge. Some mm-hmm. people say you just go up to the bridge and you can see like a woman jumping off. I think it is. Or something. So if you imagine all these kids wandering around the shore, the like something. you're gonna yeah. think that something's up. Yeah, like, I mean you hey, guys yeah. are trying to conjure ghosts on bridges and under yeah. trees. So in a way, they weren't wrong. Yeah. It's like a, the Goatman Bridge or whatever, yeah, where they yeah. say yeah. the Goatman Satan, like... Mm-hmm. College Park, they got, like, a rabbit man. Really? What? A rabbit yeah. man? Okay. Not even a turtle? I guess that's not very scary. Turtle man. But why no, is the rabbit so scary? Man. I don't know that it is. I don't think it's... Have you never seen Donnie Darko? Oh, true. Mm. Ugh, I hate that movie. Okay, let's get back to it. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. What, what does hot really? take mean? What is that? I don't know. I just it's when you're uh, when you're mad about something, a controversial opinion. Ooh, hot, yeah. hot, hot take. take. Hot take. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm gonna start using it. Long Fun. Long now you now we're now, now we're not gonna hear the end of it. Every, no. Everyone's gonna start. Tarps. Hot take. <laughs> Turp, turpentine. Hot Turp. take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're removing the paint. We like that color. Yeah. I just wanted to say both of those words, so I combined them. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Satanism had a kind of popular appeal for rebellious kids, especially in the 80s and 90s. It upset the adult world, who had been the hippies, in a way akin to what the hippies had done to their parents. My dad just barely missed going to Woodstock. That's a shame. Really? He was missing yeah. out. Yeah, he told me this story. It was a guy who looked like Jesus was going to take him. And his, <laughs> was it Jesus? And his and parents wouldn't let him go. Jesus? I think he everybody looked go? a little bit like Jesus, though. During in, Woodstock. In the everyone. 60s, yeah, the late 60s. I mean. Uh, so, the bright uh, tie-dye and love-ins of the 60s were replaced by dark t-shirts and screaming heavy metal. Hell yeah. Some teenagers... See, Olivia, you and I are, are not exactly the same age, but we're sort of of the same generation where we... this was the rebellious thing to <laughs> because do. Because I think I'm still stuck there. You're stuck in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I graduated in the 2000s. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, the bright... Cult podcast. <laughs> Some teenagers, uh, aping what they heard Ozzy Osbourne singing about or okay. saw in a horror movie, mm-hmm. only played at Satanism because they knew it upset their parents and the wider social fabric of adults they represented. If you look at, like, we were talking about West Memphis uh, 3 on the Patreon. Right. It was the same deal. Right. He was intentionally antagonizing the police with his hmm. claims of child sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Came back to bite him. These people took Satanism seriously, uh, and that's what made it so much fun to emulate. So the adult group is taking Satanism seriously, and like they're making all these talk shows about it. So you're like, ha ha, mom, I'm a Satanist. Ha. 
What are you going to do now? Yeah, Mom. And she doesn't oh, ask yeah. any follow-up questions. She's not like, well, what does that entail? She's just like, ah, oh, damn no, you and your rebellion. Not Satan. Not Satan. Yeah. Because if she asked you, you would be like, I don't know. I sit on bridges sometimes and wait for ghosts. And, and that's when you say, Mom, it's not for you to understand. Yeah, you don't get it. You I don't touch get a board. So, but all this leads to this like belief that there's just Satanism everywhere. And there isn't. There really isn't. As far as the McMartin daycare and the so-called breeders led by Michelle Smith, there was no uh, secret, far-reaching, satanic conspiracy pulling their strings. It was just kids. Just kids, man. Mm. Kids being kids. Kids being kids. Pissing off their parents. Each in their own way. In the most efficient way that they could. In 1989, 80% of everyone in Texas believed Satanism was on the rise. 80%. Of Texas. Of course, Texas. I kind of want to name a play Everyone in Texas Believes Satan was on the Rise. That's a long title. Yes. <laughs> Border crossings actually slowed down, though, on the belief that Satanists were hard at work in the Lone Star State. So Mexicans were saying, We were gonna sneak into Texas, but we heard about all that <laughs> Satanism. <laughs> so we're staying here with the drug cartels. Instead, <laughs> instead of building a wall, he could just yeah. start saying Satanism is happening. Right. At our right. Border. And a bunch of Satanists. On the like, border. Oh. We have got to hope Trump does not hear this podcast. Satanists hate Trump, so it's like... Uh, yeah, okay, good. Well, so that, that'll be weird when that's... he starts using them to keep the Mexicans out. Oh, no, they would have to, like... If, if he it's paid them enough. Mexicans anymore. It's Central <laughs> yeah. Americans. Anyway, over a hundred... We love Central Americans and Mexicans. We do. Yeah, and Texans, for the most part. Yeah. Maybe not Rick Perry. Over a hundred <laughs> criminal... <laughs> <laughs> Over a hundred criminal investigations into satanic ritual abuse were started between 1983 and 1988, and U.S. senators like Jesse Helms attempted to pass legislation to control the outbreak of satanic groups and activities. But for all that, there's simply no evidence that any of it even existed. No, that's right. Way to go, United States Senate. Well, quote from Bromley himself on the question of evidence. I'll quote from him. No organizational apparatus, correspondence, membership lists, phone logs, travel records, bank accounts, buildings or meeting places, ritual implements, crematoriums, filming equipment, pornographic films that are alleged to have been produced have ever been found. Yes, yes, yes. Reports hold that roughly 50,000 children are sacrificed a year. That's a lot of... But only a few hundred are even abducted by strangers, still terrifying as a parent, let me tell you. Or as a former child. But, much less than (laughs) 50,000. What? I I can't relate. Can't relate. Shannon can't relate. She was neither a former child nor is she a parent. You've never been a child. She's been this (laughs) age. (laughs) Stories came out like this, and stories by breeders published in a series of national bestsellers were consistently found out to be false and actually withdrawn by their publishers in embarrassment. That's good. So the satanic panic really caught the nation's imagination, right? Mm -hmm. But turns out to be fake news. Hollywood didn't help. No, well, no. never. It never does, really. Always makes it worse. It's still a problem in Hollywood. You see, Satan... I'm not gonna get up. You on see that. Satan on every corner. He's just not with, yes. That's where he spends most of his time, except Christmas, Halloween, and uh, Easter. Yes. Where he has other places to be. Go to the Hollywood Maybe sign. Maybe Vegas. Exactly. I think Satan would be a fan sign. of Vegas. Whenever something like a panic surfaces, there's always some underlying social stresses giving birth to the monsters haunting our collective nightmares. I talked about this a bit in our Lady Magic series in the episode on pagans and witches. 
The way we see the world ending is connected to the aspects of our lives that are undergoing the most dramatic change. In his book on the Satanic Panic, Jeffrey Victor sees broad changes in the Western family structure brought about by the cultural and sexual revolution of the 60s. Hippies, you did it again. <laughs> good changes, job. Good job. Changes in gender roles, right? Mom is now going off to work. <gasps> Rises in divorce rates. Less children living with both parents. And increasing economic stresses on working and middle-class families requiring both parents to work. Katie and I both have to work to pay our mortgage, and both parents working longer hours. Here I am, late into the night with you all podcasting. <laughs> your daughter's thinking, where is he? And you're talking wandering about the Satan. Woods. She's off, <laughs> off wandering the woods, woods right? Doing her satanic business. Right she's going to have her own cult by the time she's, you get home. Yeah, she's not worried where Rob is. <laughs> Poor Corinne. Uh, all these horrible stories we're telling about her, and she can't even speak English yet. Led to a kind of, she can say, ba, de. Oh. Gosh, she's getting those consonants That's all I need in. to get Halfway Satan. Halfway there. Halfway. And that's half the battle. Half the battle is ga yeah. Most words are formed that way. I still have yeah. trouble with like that. Like badaga. Yeah, dog gets <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Both. So, uh, anyway, this, this led to a broad-based disintegration or change of the traditional family. Doesn't mean that, you know, we're doing worse without a traditional family. Just that we're now doing differently. Uh, while many have come to embrace what we now call alternative families, this more uh, this is more of a 21st century phenomenon, right? Well, if it starts shifting, would that become the new traditional family then? At this point, I think we do have what is a new traditional family. But in the 80s and the 90s, these changes were viewed as, as aberrations. Mm -hmm. uh, so the rapid, the, we were rapidly losing the traditional structure and continuing to feel like a two-parent home was the ideal situation to raise a child. So if you were in a ki you were a kid in a house with divorced parents, you felt like you were in a messed up situation. Even if your parents were both supportive and loving, mm -hmm. you felt like society was telling you that you needed to feel badly about right. it. Uh, this perceived separation between the ideal and the real has made Westerners feel like they are in a morally fragile environment. So all of us then, because we know that divorce is on the rise, are starting to feel like, uh-oh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Or the hell is coming to us in a handbasket. That's such a nice way to go. If I was going to go to hell, I like to go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing you ever said on this podcast. Duly noted. Girl, I got you. Yes, if, if Olivia's ever word. asked. When Olivia... When... No, when I take my motorcycle down with me, like I'm going to ride into hell, I'm going to throw you a rope, and then you're going to grab it, and you're going to get in your basket, and you're going to like jump in my basket, and can I'm just going to ride you down to hell. Can it be decorated? Can yeah. I decorate it first before I go in the basket? Yeah, just make it make sure it's aesthetic appropriate. Okay, you're right. Jacob and I will wave from our heaven baskets. Yeah. Have fun having boring times in heaven. Right. Basket's a basket, all right? You're not better than Can me. This be, like... <laughs> Probably in Odyssey, Jacob, we're going to be in limbo baskets. Yeah, I've done enough that I'm just going to end up yeah, in limbo. Totally limbo. I'm riding that line us. at this point. It'll be fine. Nah, I'm going to stay in The perceived uh, Satanism, what am I trying to say here? Satanism is a product of the impression that society's going to hell. Uh, so all these teenagers are turning to Satanism, and the Satanists are eating our kids because we're not looking after them well enough. It's sort of like a guilt trip. Maybe you well, should have a better 
grip on your kids. Well, I mean, you feel bad because you got divorced or like you're working late, yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing right by my kids here. Right. So they're pro- that's why I, that's why they're Satanists. The kids aren't Satanists, but your guilt trip has caused you to believe that they must be. <laughs> so stop guilting me about my baby. <laughs> Dory, she may not end up as a Satanist. Okay. She's an independent. She could end up in. She'll be in a heaven basket. Thank you. We can blame Satanism for corrupting our social fabric, our families, our teenagers, our children, so that we don't have to bear the blame ourselves. It's not my divorce that screwed up my kid. It's all the Satanism in their heavy rock music and those damn Dungeony Dragon games. That's hey, good you just hey, had to okay, throw that, that on weird. in there. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, a quality yeah. game, all right? What's that, what's that again, Dad? What, what are we doing in the basement? Stop all that dicking around. Thanks, Dad. My pleasure. I thought it was Mom. What happened? Mom, Dad. She can be Mom, both. Dad. They can be right. both. It's the 21st change. century. <laughs> it's not yeah, a non-tradi- We have a non-traditional dad. Right, I'm sorry. Mindset. I made this mistake. Non-binary dad. <laughs> All right. Although the conspiracy is totally made up, Satanism is not actually a figment of our collective imagination, is it, Olivia? Nope, it's not, bitch. It, it, oh, that, was, <laughs> that was aggressive. Sorry. I'm bitch. No, I say that, like, bitches loving. Is it? Yes, her love endearment. Yeah. Uh, Jacob gets it. That's my bitch. Well, she was talking to you then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It may be that Satanism, the way it was described by the children at McMartin's or the Teenage Breeders, was made up. But there were and are real Satanists. And in the 80s and the 90s, they were helping to contribute to the dread more conservative Americans were feeling about the dissolution of traditional society. The most satanic threat to the social order was Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. The man, the legend. 18 years before the McMartin case surfaced on the 30th of April, 1966, LaVey ritualistically shaved his head and proclaimed the formation of the Church of Satan. LaVey was born in Chicago 36 years earlier. His grandparents had immigrated from Russia and his father was a liquor salesman. LaVey made a series of... It's just crossing my mind now that I am reaching an age where I should probably found a church. Hmm. I think you kind of are. Aren't we starting? Oh, I guess... Yeah, here I am. Yeah. Good. It's a cult. I feel feel better. Esoteric church. So I'm on top of it. Esoteric church. I'm doing my duty. Yeah. LaVey made a series of claims about his biography, most, most of which were made up. Oh, I need to do that, though. He said that at the age of 16, he quit school to join a traveling circus and carnival playing the calliope, and working as a cage boy. What's that? that What's one? a calliope? Oh, I thought you were going to ask what a cage boy is. Oh. No, she oh. wants to know what the calliope is. She's good on cage boy. <laughs> she knows a cage boy. She has boy. a good picture of that. I'm a cage boy. Oh. Uh, a, calli- <laughs> a calliope is like an organ. It's like a circus organ. Mm-hmm. Oh, a circus organ. Mm. Uh, and the cage boy uh, did his thing in an act with lions and tigers. <laughs> Playing the organ uh, or piano in bars and lounges, he claimed that he met Marilyn Monroe and that they had an affair. Of course. (laughs) Everyone does. (laughs) Then he worked as a photographer for the San Francisco... Have an affair with Anton LaVey? Yeah. (laughs) Then he worked as a photographer for the San Francisco Police Department and a psychic investigator on 800 separate cases. Heard that one, too. (laughs) Everything after the part when I mentioned that his dad worked at a liquor store is probably completely made up. The circus, Marilyn Monroe, and the psychic work. What he was really doing in this time period... Uh, he was in San Francisco conducting paranormal investigations and leading musical performances, attracting the notice of movie directors and fiction writers. 
Wow. Yeah, that's cool too. Why that's didn't he goals. just go with that? That's my goal. Because he was doing something bigger, Rob. And these evolved into his first satanic rituals, which he performed with the Order of the Trapezoid. <laughs> oh, why can't we be a shape? Why, why can't we be an order of a, a rhombus? The, of the rhombus. <laughs> order of the rhombus. Why are they all four-sided? Hexagon. I don't know. I just, first, first shape that came to my mind. Was a rhombus. rhombus. When you think he shape. He trapezoid already, so what else could I go? you wanted the trapezoid, you'll take the rhombus. Ooh. We have to come up with eight things, though. Should I come up with my own cult? Feels like a lot of work. Order of the triangle. Are you leaving my cult? No. Okay, uh, good. I, I don't want to be in it's this the It's on the download. <laughs> Down, mm. Download. You download. Download. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking about your splinter organization for a long time here. I, I'm beginning I, to get the hint. I'm just... There's a hair on this mic. Did you notice that? That's what, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. She's distracting yeah. from yeah. the person issue. that commented on your Twitter. Coming soon, Olivia's <gasps> own podcast. He's one of your Orlando, followers. don't tell them. Don't tell them, Orlando. Don't you dare do it. Don't do it. As the black pope of his own organization, LaVey declared that a new age of Satan was dawning. He garnered popular attention with the release of a recording of his daughter Zena's satanic baptism and a dedication to the left-hand path and a reading of his own satanic Bible. Sorry. <laughs> Jacob just looked at his hands as if well, I, I, remembering which one was left would help him understand this better. You, you joke about it, but it did. It really did. Ah, the left hand. Yes. The more devious of hands. <laughs> <laughs> the publication of the Satanic Bible solidified his role as the founder of a distinct religious group. He served as a consultant for Roman Polanski on the film Rosemary's Baby and attracted celebrities like, true story, Sammy Davis Jr., Christopher Lee, Jane Mansfield, and Kim Novak. That's because it makes sense, man. Okay. But what about Roundhouse Kick guy? What's his Chuck name? Norris? Chuck, Chuck Norris was not involved. Chuck Norris has no association with Satan. Again. What? So I cannot make this clear enough. All American hero. If anything, he's associated with the various Eastern martial arts traditions of Buddhism and, and perhaps Taoism. Per, maybe. He's a nobleman. I picture you at home dressing up as Chuck, as Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. There are so many ways to kicks. do that, though. You could be Walker, Texas Ranger. You could be martial arts Chuck Norris. The fact that is, you can like... just recall all of this. Because there's so instance. many so Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris as Satan? No, you can't be that. <laughs> that is not a Chuck Norris. <laughs> but just want like Chuck Norris to cosplay as Satan. Though. Yeah, but just like picture Chuck Norris with like horns doing roundhouse kicks. Like, Maffei believed that humans' animal nature should be indulged. Yes. Not repressed. Yes. And in opposition to Christianity's path of self-denial. Wow. Let's hear from LaVey, our actor playing LaVey. See, I'm gonna start Wait, Wait, we don't have him? We don't have LaVey. He wasn't I, in the I quit, okay? <laughs> on Saturday night, I would see men lusting after half-naked girls dancing at the carnival. And on Sunday morning when I was playing organ for a tent show evangelists at the other end of the carnival lot, I would see these same men sitting in the pews with their wives and children, asking God to forgive them and purge them of carnal desires. And the next Saturday, they'd be back at the carnival or some other place of indulgence. I knew then that the Christian church thrives on hypocrisy, and man's carnal nature will out no matter how much it is purged or scoured by any white light religion. 
LaVey's church officially opposed murder and cruelty to animals. But LaVey also believed, in line with Crowley's sentiments in the Book of the Law, that the weak should be trampled by the strong, and that vengeance was good and natural. You should do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But if your courtesy is not returned, they should be treated with the wrath they deserve. LaVey did not worship Satan, but rather conceived of Satan as a symbol of opposition to hierarchical and traditional authority. I Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> LaVey did not worship Satan. Keep going. Yes. But rather conceived of Satan as a symbol of opposition to hierarchical and traditional authority. Thank you. Everyone, that's, that's the biggest misconception. Is that right there? Cleared up. Here on a call, confessions. Thank you. <laughs> Ironically, LaVey created a hierarchical structure of grottos. Oh, no. no. Satanist <laughs> groups organized under his central grotto. I do like the concept of a grotto. What's a grotto? They're like his uh, version of churches, little church groups. It's also a his pizza order. place. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, hmm. When I think of grotto, I think of pizza. <laughs> Interesting. That might just be an Eastern Shore thing. And gelato. Mm. They have gelato. Gelato, gelato at the grotto. grotto. Mm -hmm. Sound to say. Gelato same. at the grotto. Mm. Mm. Now I'm hungry. You're welcome. <sighs> anyway, so they organized in 1975, uh, but then they, oh, they splintered. Sorry. They splintered in 1975. Don't get confused. Mm. And Ow. they became independent. Splinters hurt. Oh my gosh. Because they didn't believe in hierarchy because he told them not to believe in hierarchy after setting up a hierarchy. There's an issue there. Yeah, there was a little bit of a <laughs> little organizational problem there. This... <laughs> This led to the formation of the Temple of Set, a oh, fun group, a group organized by the former U.S. Army officer Michael Aquino. Oh boy, this is going to get fun. Aquino claimed to have specialized in psychological warfare during Vietnam. He joined LaVey's Church of Satan before leaving on his tour of Vietnam and became a high priest after his return to San Francisco. Dissatisfied with LaVey's Satanism, he partnered with his future wife, the Satanist priestess Lilith Sinclair, based in New York, and together they established a new order. Aquino was briefly embroiled in controversy when California's Presidio Army Base became the center of a scandal involving ritual child abuse. Like all of these cases, the claims were fabricated, but unfortunately for Aquino, he had been stationed at the base a few years earlier, and this marked one of the only substantive connections between the panic and actual Satanism. Despite the stain of these allegations, Aquino remained with the military and retired a lieutenant colonel in 1994. The Temple of Set uses LaVey's Satanic Bible, but they have a strict quasi-Masonic hierarchy with degrees and initiations. They just love hierarchy. Olivia's rolling her eyes, which you can't hear. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you could fix that, thank you. That find would a, be do it a little way to, louder. What louder if it, like, eye rolls. jingle when I rolled them? Do you want me to just add a sound effect of you jingling? <gasps> weird. That'd be real weird. <laughs> they replace Satan with the it? Egyptian set and strive for a kind of self-evolution that places the individual beyond what they consider to be the herd mentality of most humans. Both LaVey and Aquino follow Crowley's call to be guided by one's own will. If you haven't heard our Crowley episodes, you can go back and check that out. But Aquino places more emphasis on a left-handed magical path. According to the Temple of Set, the left-handed or black magic path is focused on self-gratification, whereas the right-handed or white magic path is about transcending the ego. 
The left-hand path involves the conscious attempt to preserve and strengthen one's isolate, psyche-centric existence against the objective universe while apprehending, comprehending, and influencing a varying number of subjective universes. The right-hand path involves the conscious attempt to dissolve or merge the self with the objective universe. We might think of yoga or Buddhism as good examples of right-handed attempts to release the ego and merge with a universal oneness. Also Christianity, maybe, Jacob? What do you think? Um, in a way, I guess. Jesus wants you to give up all your stuff and... and uh, yeah, but you don't, you're not supposed to be one with the world. That's the thing. You're supposed to separate yourself from... Be one from, with God. Yeah, so one... You, you are, you're sense. immersing yeah. yourself, yeah, in yeah. God. Just not this plain... I see. Wicca's right hand, then, right? Kind of? Would I you argue? I think so, yeah. Well, go, go ahead. I mean, I guess, right? I mean, at the end of the day, your role as a Wiccan is that... I mean, not your role, but you know that when you die, you're going to go back into the earth. So that's literally a oneness, right? I guess. So, so you're trying to unify with the earth? Yeah. Be so, one with nature. I mean, and so it's the idea that the energy is just to become one with something. So as literally a Wiccan Wiccans, Satanist, you're at odds with yourself. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I already <laughs> Wiccans have to be cremated, and I already want to be cremated because there's no way I'm paying for a casket. What what happens to Satanists? They get bronzed. I don't think they really care. Oh. It's not really about. They don't believe in anything after. Well, as an alchemical actor, I'm going to ask that we all get bronzed at death. Yeah, I'm okay with Does that. Does that mean I just pour liquid bronze? Yeah, after we die, that? they bronze us. You know, you can like bronze baby shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get bronzed. So we'll just be covered in. Hmm. We'll be covered in bronze. We'll uh, we'll find some place where we can prop our bodies up. Oh, so we'll be we'll be on display. <laughs> yeah, of can course. Can they put us back in our green so, room? So, but we'll be. What, I don't know if we'll be on display. We'll be deep in the woods so that teenagers oh. can take legend trips <gasps> to okay, see but us. What pose? Ooh, like Medusa, trips. but not. It's up to you how you pose. As pose. your leader, I'm not going to dictate poses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do believe in free expression we here need at Gold Confessions. Bo- like a group pose. Yeah, chemical like, makes actors. Sense. Oh, you want a group pose, but oh, we yeah. all have to die simultaneously I even, then. Like individualized. You know what? <laughs> now as we're getting into I'm a cult. Naked, this is becoming a cult. Care. We are, Shannon. We we're not dying already. at the same time. <laughs> what are, are we gonna have but to drink the Kool Aid? No, no Kool Aid. It wasn't even Kool Aid. You have to know. You it die, wasn't. When you die, you die on your own terms. We're going too far into this. We can just yep. add your bronze body to the collection once you're done. I find that healthier. Yes. What? I wasn't saying we all had to die. Say, you know what? You put words in my mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate Shannon wants us <laughs> Alright, so according to Aquino, both paths are selfish insofar as the practitioner has personal reasons for undergoing the magical journey. According to Aquino, lesser black magic involves manipulating others to achieve your own ends and includes stage magic and propaganda. But greater black magic manipulates the magician's own subjective universe in order to reshape the practitioner's experience and may have an impact on the surrounding world. So... Chaos magic? Yeah, I th- but, you know, before. Right. I think it, yeah. I, I, well, not before. Well, I mean, it's... It's popular it now. Out. Yeah. Yeah. The theory and practice of non-natural interaction mm. with a subjective universe is defined as greater black magic. It involves first the exploration of one's subjective universe, other subjective universes which may be involved, and relevant portions of the objective universe to their conceptual frontiers, if not limits. There follows a precise, coherent, and deliberate focusing of the will of the creative self to adjust features of the subjective universes, personal and others, to the desired state, which may or may not be real in the objective universe. 
The concept of magic postulates that there is a tenuous link, generally referred to as the magical link, between the objective and subjective universes. Hence, a change occurring in one will have at least a partially similar effect in the other. All right, so uh, who would you rather drink blood with? LeVay. LeVay or, or, or Aquino? Aquino? Aquino. I don't know. <laughs> you got the PhD. Uh, not in Aquino. <laughs> not in Satanism. Why not both? You want to drink blood with both? Well, who, what's your, what's your I don't think they would. Actually, um, I faint when I see blood. Oh, so you wouldn't fact. want to drink blood so at all. Maybe, I, I mean, I don't so think I would be able to. Out of the grotto. <laughs> oh, so you prefer LeVay, though, Olivia. Why is that? Which I guess is maybe interesting. Because I feel like he's got more of the moral system, whereas he, as Aquino's yeah. more of the magical system. Right. He's so more occult, really. That's literally what I was just about to say. I feel like he focuses, like... Not that I, I know of Satanists that do like magic. Like there's a like Lavey's wife literally wrote a book on being a satanic witch. Okay. Um, but I feel like Lavey and Satanism is more of like a philosophical stance on life. Like it's more of a religion in like to me, like a way of looking at life, whereas hmm. but I practice magic with that, if that makes sense. So I like Lavey. They like coincide for you. Yeah. In a way. But I guess I prescribe so much to Lavey and like does that make sense? Am I making sense? I'd like to have a debate with Aquino. I like the way he thinks. I like the loopy language that he uses. I want to know like the details of his. You can, you can, you can read. Yeah. You can read Aquino. He's right. on the internet. Yeah. yeah, I think I've read a little bit about the Temple of Set, but and you can see both of their eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We got. I think we should. Let's post. We'll we'll make that the image for this podcast. We'll have uh, side, <laughs> c- comparison pictures of Levey and Aquino. Like if you look at pictures of Levey, yeah. it looks like he hasn't aged in a million years until well, he's dead now, right? <gasps> we may not agree with the finer points or even the broad outline of Levey's and Aquino's ethics, but their unique brands of Satanism are, from the standpoint of physical violence, if not ideology. Largely non-threatening. They really aren't. They completely oppose human sacrifice and even animal sacrifice as ethical violations. This separated them from murder cults, either claiming or actually practicing satanic worship. Just as Satan had surfaced in music, on the silver screen, and in panicky daytime talk shows, black magic as a means to achieve criminal ends had become a rare and sensational part of Western culture's dark underbelly. Hmm, yeah. So, in this episode, I think we've done a reasonable job of separating the religion of Satanism from the legends of Satanism, Yeah. which were all pretty much made up during the panic. Satanism became kind of like a scapegoat. It, yeah. They're like, why are my kids acting out? Satan. That's why. It's Satan. Used yeah. Who else? Who yeah. else? Satan has always been used as a scapegoat. Right. So Satanism. Yeah. This goes way back to the Middle Ages. Yeah. But in the next episode, we're going to talk about the way Satan began to surface in actual crime that was being committed. Serious crime. I'm really excited. Real murder cults, which really existed. But it's important to listen to this episode and understand that Satan is not inherently bad. Yeah, yeah. I think we've we've got that out. So now let's talk about murder cults. Um, Yay! Just as Satan had become a real inspiration for two whole religious movements there were real quasi-satanic killers lurking in the shadows. And that's what we're going to tackle in part two of our exploration of Satanism. 
Satanism. I don't remember what my old song was. Yeah, that's a completely different song now. It's what, fine. A... We had rewrites. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, the remember musical anything. has rewrites. The musical version of Olivia Loves Satanism. Yeah, I've been rewriting it. <laughs> go Satanism. <laughs> go, go Satanism. Copyright. Oh, that's copyright. copyright. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, we might be covered under parody, but it's a weird parody, that's for sure. Don't come for my brain. That's a matter of opinion, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Let's close this one on up. Olivia, please. Um, I hereby adjourn and declare closed this meeting of the secret order of alchemical actors until such a time as we get together and do it again. Nice. Satanism. We had Hunter Sheeler, Morgan Jung, John Cook, Sam Steen, and Brianna Litterall in our voices, doing our voices today. And Brandon Walls was the voice of Aquino at the end there. Very true. Uh, joining us in a discussion. Oh, well, for, we had our brief history. Ray Candela brought us our brief history today. Your brief history and debut. joining us in discussion, we had Jacob Wheatley. Yeah. Knight of the Dangling Serpent. That is, I... <laughs> Dangling all the serpents. And uh, Shannon Landers, our Instaquisitor. Goodbye, everyone. And Olivia Litterall, <laughs> Grand Master of the Order. You can find on Amazon the Satanic Bible for like 12 bucks if you're curious. It's a good read if you're curious about the occult. Okay, 12 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, it's worth it. All right. So, uh... <laughs> wow. Why did I just plug them? I don't know. We, we do want to... It's good. on our Patreon. I like to... I mean, I feel like we didn't state enough that there's an actual physical Bible. I guess we did, but it still exists that you can read, and you can it's read very it. short. Right. Hmm. So, we encourage you to visit our website as well for other resources that we've used on this uh, podcast today, Victor's Satanic Panic book, for example. And uh, we also encourage you to subscribe and to like and to Insta us, yeah, yeah. gram-wise. Join yes. the Patreon fam. <laughs> Join the Patreon <laughs> the fam. Just a dollar a month is enough to encourage us. And yeah. our patrons this month, uh, Shannon, what did they receive? They got a fun little postcard in the mail. Yeah, they got yeah. Our, our official Occult Confessions holiday card. Bright solstice to you all. Bright solstice. I've been saying oh, yeah, that to all. everyone lately. It is Christmas. When Satan goes where again? Uh, oh, no. Where does he go at Christmas? Place of no grass. We just figured this out. We <laughs> were talking about it. No, no, no. He goes to that cemetery at Halloween, and I was oh, just saying right. where Satan Lawrence went at Christmas time. Mall. He goes Mall. to the Mall of America, Mall. yes, where you can see Satan at the Mall of America. Yeah, he will be signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He's a finicky. Maybe. Yeah. finicky Depends. All right, Depends. we will catch you all next time for our second installment of the Satanism. satanic thing. Sa so. Satanism. Yeah, we should collab. You should create a music, and I'll sing oh, I thought music, you know Satan. Or we should collab and make a podcast. Let's make a podcast. Let's get a, let's get a podcast together. <laughs> what do we, like what if we do idea. that? Yeah. Cool. We should, we should Bye, guys. We're going to go pick a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>